Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey Jay. Hey Q. Listen, we need to have a we need to have a quick show meeting. Okay. So you know that we've been doing this show for a while. Yes. I have been approached by a Hollywood studio <gasps> to option the rights to the High Five show huh? to turn it into a feature length movie. Was it Asylum? It was Asylum. Yes. And it's gonna be called High Five. High five NATO. High five. Oh, high. Because they didn't want to pay for the rights to the high five name. Which is fair, I guess. So instead, we're just going to be, it's a story about giant bees who are podcasters. (laughs) Hive. (laughs) Hive five. (laughs) It's the best I could do. I like it. I I like that that is the movie they're going to make. It's sort of like them, but with bees. And instead of wreaking havoc on a city, they're wreaking havoc on On people's ears. ears. Yeah, exactly. Um, We're assaulting ears. I I love it. Hive 5 colon the podcast bee movie. Right. And the tagline, ready for this? I cannot wait for this. All honey, no money. (laughs) Yes! High High five. five! Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. So there's really only one thing left to talk about our movie, then. I agree. And that right. is... What is that, just so I remember? Dreamcasting. Oh, of course. Okay, so, um, personally for now, me... Now, voice acting. Oh, I because thought you clearly, meant actual bees. Well, no... I was these... trying to think of the bees that I knew. Right. Um, the only Thomas. real... The only real actor bee that I can think of is the bee that stings Macaulay Culkin and my girl and Got kills it. him. Yeah. He's a but he's a tough get. Well, I'm pretty sure he can only do that once. Yeah, because then they die. <laughs> so so his, unless was, they Grand Moff Tarkin him, I'm his, pretty sure that was his Twilight role. Yeah, you know they could Grand Moff Tarkin him. I'm you know? okay with that. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think of a clever pun for Grand Moff Tarkin. But there's not really a great one for bees. Sure. Um, well, the sad part is, is much to the chagrin of my hard campaigning that I was doing to Asylum, they're not going to let us voice ourselves about a movie about us making podcasts. Which is a bit of a bummer. It, you know, Or I, a I'm bit hurt. of a beamer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Asylum. You know what? And if, they are. If I'm going to, if I'm not going to say it doesn't sting. I was like, "Ouch!" Guys. If I'm if I'm 
If I'm one hive mind about this, listen, this has got me feeling all sorts of black and yellow. <laughs> black and yellow? Black and yellow. Black and yellow. <laughs> black and yellow. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, what are other B terms? This is pretty But I do have I a feeling that our movie is going to be all the buzz. <laughs> ah, all the buzz! All the buzz! <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was the sweetest honey. <laughs> We've got to stop. <laughs> We, we have to stop. We have to put a because if we don't, I'm gonna go into anaphylactic shock. Oh, that's a stretch, but I'll accept it. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, but for anybody who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, Asylum Pictures, check out their wiki page. Oh, check out the movies that they have made. Just watch all the movies they've made. Don't Trans- question it. Transmorphers <laughs> and Transmorphers Two. Yeah, uh-huh. they had what Return was of the Fallen. What was the? Uh, the Pacific Rim knockoff is called like. Oh, uh, it was like it was um Atlantic Coast or yeah. it was something to the effect yeah. of like Atlantic, Atlantic Do- Circle, Atlantic Dawn or yeah. something like that. Yeah, check them out. They're yeah. fucking the kings. The uh the third one, Caspian Edge, is just amazing. And don't get us wrong, if we had the opportunity, and if anybody from uh, Asylum Pictures is listening, we will totally be in any movie. For Ever. free. Oh, yeah. That you 100%. want us to be in. 100%. We will be in for free as whatever. You want us to be a tree? Great. On, on, on Awesome. We're doing it right now. <laughs> you couldn't even tell. You were listening to the podcast, and you're like, that sounds like trees. That sounds like nature. Well, you were right. You're done. That's how great of actors we are. We are fucking method. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm growing bark right now. <laughs> I thought it was a scab. Bark. My leaves is beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to make like a tree and scram. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, but anyway, all right, oh, enough cute. about ourselves and you. our adaptation. Yeah, I've Now, I know you. we've got stuff to talk about. I've missed you too. But we're, th- let's let people know, this episode is going to be about TV series yeah. that made the jump to the big screen. Whoa. So, in the past, we've talked about movies that have then either been adapted into television, television series. Stuff. But this, this is completely the reverse. Things that have started out as a TV series and then made their way to the silver screen. Whether it be an adaptation direct, continuing on the story from the television show, or a reboot of sorts. Sure. So same concept, same ideas. Something that was birthed on television and then shat out in the theaters. I like it. I like it. I think that uh, I think that we can get a good list for that. Um, there's a couple that spring to mind already, but we'll dive into those. Um, so I have to ask before we get into the, the, the real meat and potatoes sure. of the conversation, what have you been up to? You know, speaking of TV shows, that's pretty much what we've been up to. Uh, I told you before we recorded that we finished up with Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Um, season two, a fan of Handmaid's Tale season two. I don't think it was as good as the first season, but you know what? There was a lot of fun moments in it. I'll be watching season three. <laughs> a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of fun. A, there's a, a lot of heart. I had a gas. It's a laugh a minute. Yeah, it's, uh, you know. It is the bleakest show on television. Oh, it's hard to watch. Like, to the point where usually we can only watch one or two episodes, like, one episode a day or at a time in a a single sitting. Um, We did power through, like, the last three episodes over the weekend, but they were spaced out. I mean, I was telling you, it's hard for me 
to get excited in any way. Like when people are like, hey, do you want to watch the newest episode of Handmaid's Tale? I'm not like, ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm like, ooh. It's like, I don't oh, know if I can mentally handle that right I now. want to appreciate this for the art, but it's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it's and like it's so depressing. It's like someone tells you there's like, oh, well, there's this actress that you really like, like Anne Hathaway or something. It's like, right. oh, we have this new show with Anne Hathaway. You're like, oh, color me intrigued. It's like, well, what are you going to do? It's like, well, uh, we're just going to hit her in the face with a baseball bat for an hour, an hour and a half a week. Against her will. Against her. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pay her. Because at first you're like, well, shit, if she's willing to go method <laughs> for that, method. then that's cool. I'll watch it. But then they're like, no, it's against her will. And you're like, oh, no, I feel bad. No, <laughs> I don't want to watch that. And then there's like, but at the end of the season, she might almost get away. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I still don't want to watch that because I'm very upset for Anne Hathaway. Exactly. No, what are you going to do with Anne Hathaway? Well, we're going to first murder her family, burn her house to the ground, steal all of her money. Ruin her reputation. Fire her. Fire her. Bring her back, but only as a sex slave for the rest of her life. Jesus Christ. Exactly. And you're like, well, I don't want that at all. <laughs> yeah. No. That That's sounds... too black swan for me. That's terrible. I don't I don't know, sir. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. I do not um, like it. So we jump from that to the lighthearted comedy romp that is castle rock mm. um and i know you've watched some of that too i did i and watched I'm, all of that all of yeah. that to be fair. Well, all that's available exactly um and i'm 100 percent digging that show mm-hmm. uh i you know sure there are some issues in it probably well sure uh but i'm an episode and a half in to i think the three that are available to watch I think it's going to probably be four as of this recording. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So that so that show has been fun as hell. Yeah. Um, I am curious what you have watched personally because MoviePass is sort of imploding. Totally. And we've talked about and that. And you know I have a, a MoviePass. I do know that. I saw that article about them being in debt and uh, – and, and I don't know what's going on well, in their world. Let's here. Let me put you out of your proverbial misery here. So I actually jumped ship on Movie Pass about two months ago. What? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know this. Been playing it close to the vest. You're hearing it here first, people. We fucking buried the lead. Q leaves Movie Pass. Movie Pass unaware. Just so, if, <laughs> yeah. Movie Pass doesn't care. They do. Now. They do definitely care. I, that's actually. I'm pretty sure that I started this i started their downfall that five million dollar they were deficit. like oh my god we're not getting his 10 bucks a month anymore <laughs> call Netflix. call it all off so but i it's funny that you bring that up because i actually got a very um a very enlightening email to tonight oh, yeah? as a matter of fact right before we recorded from movie pass Ooh. Even Story better, time, written directly from Mitch Lowe, the CEO of MoviePass himself. Always a good All sign. Right? So, first off, I just want to say that if there's one thing that this email gives, it's hope. Oh, yeah? Wait, I think I said that wrong. No, no. If there's one thing that this email gives, it is no fucking hope. <laughs> so you're you're okay. Are you on record now claiming this is the death rattle oh, for, for movie pass is absolutely 100 percent going under. Let me let me give you a glimpse. Okay, I'm excited about. Let this. me give you a glimpse into the bright future. I want of some like pass. I want some. I know you're gonna edit the episode and sure. it might be too much work, but I want some like happy skippy Disney background music over while you're reading this to then transition into 
something dangerous. Got it. So like happy to horror. Happy to horror. All right. Well, that's how this email reads. So everyone else, you're going to experience that. I'm not going to. Just going to visualize it in my head. You're welcome, go. audience. Here you go. Dear Movie Pass members. Good so far. First and foremost, I want to personally apologize to each of you for the inconsistencies and unreliability of our service over the past few days. To say the least. Ouch. Inconsistency of you can't go to movies because we owe someone $5 million. <laughs> Additionally, I regret our lack of proactive communication with you during this time, a.k.a. we didn't fucking let anybody know. <laughs> My favorite part of that statement is our lack of proactivity is, in essence, saying we never thought you would find out about this. <laughs> right? We thought we were going to give you the technical service issue and you would just believe us. But little did we know, less than two seconds after we said that, someone pulled our bank records and realized we're $5 million in debt. We should have lied better. Right? Sorry. We're sorry we didn't cover our tracks. <laughs> Uh, we are working hard to improve the communications, nope. a.k.a. changing our passwords on our bank accounts, moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> it is no longer MoviePass ABCD. Exactly. Uh, over the last several days, we've began making changes to our service that Always. will help us to continue to offer our members a high-value, low-cost, in-theater movie experience. You know what's been so great about MoviePass so far is how they've never changed their service offerings or changed their standards this whole time. Do you know what else offers a high-value, low-cost, in-theater movie experience? Sneaking into the theater. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. High value, <laughs> low cost. Leave one movie when it's over and walk directly into another theater. That's You're actually more likely to see another movie that way <laughs> than you are attempting to use your movie pass card. <laughs> so that for what we for all of you listeners out there is what we like to call the high five double feature. That's what And it. we encourage you all to go see a high five double feature this weekend. You know what? It's on us. Yeah. <laughs> the second movie is on us. You're welcome. Uh, we believe that the company, now this is where they're like, okay, I'm done fucking apologizing. <laughs> Instead, we're going to tell you how fucking sweet we are. It's sweet. We believe the company that we have built, lest we remind you, they didn't say that, I added that. The fastest growing subscri subscription company in history with more than 3 million members. I think you, <laughs> you pitched this to me the best. Well, that, of course it's the fastest growing sure. subscription company. If, and how did you say that? I said I would also have the fastest growing subscription company if my service was send me $2 and I'll send you $100. Sure. Your company will go under immediately. So fast. But, but that first round of VC. So many people are going to That first up. round of $10 million VC funding is going to so many people. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um. The U.S. has seen the first half, or in the first half of 2018, uh, the U.S. saw the total box office grow by almost 10% compared to last year. Now, to be fair, that is probably true. I I know it's true um, because I I follow some of those theater trends, and honestly, I can probably attribute some of that to MoviePass. I'm, I will say, whether or not MoviePass sticks around or goes under they have changed what the movie-going landscape will look like going forward. We can already know that because AMC is starting their own offer. I know a lot of you know smaller theaters are starting their sure. subscription models. So they changed the landscape of movies. Ah, I'll give them that. A, a perfect buzzword yeah. word right now. 
Because speaking of changes, that leads us to the next part of the email. In order to continue growing our service, growing. Oh, yeah. Because they're not going Insinuating that it's going to get better yeah. somehow. Continue growing. To ah. make our service. Here, I'll paraphrase. To make our services better and maintain the highest level of financial discipline. We, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> to stop we fucking bleeding money. <laughs> In All over the fucking place. Hem hemorrhaging funds. <laughs> We've decided to make some modifications. And they are as follows. I'm sure they're going to be very customer-centric. <laughs> Read them to me, Q. We must reduce availability for big new release titles. Strong so far. Such as Mission Impossible Fallout. I love how they just singled that movie in particular like... We can't afford to send you to see Mission Impossible Fallout. We know you all want to see it, but you can't. Just like we shouldn't have sent you to see Black Panther and Infinity. Right. So we're correcting that mistake. Uh, and other popular new releases. Which is what? All releases? Like, you can go see Peter Rabbit sure. on opening weekend. If the movie is failing miserably, you can see it as much as you want. At least for a while, they yeah. said. They actually said use the term at least for a while. While Go we see Gotti. while we adjust the business model. <laughs> <laughs> okay? We are working on making this more clear in the app so you know which titles are available. Because right now, we just tell you when your card declines after you've tried to fucking buy a movie ticket, which we understand now may not be the best way to let you know. Considering that our app requires you to be at the movie theater right. to purchase your ticket, we figured that we should probably let you know before you drive, I don't know, in some cases, maybe 20, 30 miles to the nearest theater, only to find out that we won't allow you to go see that movie. It's like driving to the hospital and then being like, ah, go somewhere else. Yeah, it turns out we don't take your insurance or any insurance or oh, people. Oh, by the way, your insurance company is out of business. We've decided to only take animals. <laughs> Right now. We're a vet. Go away. <laughs> right now. Starting now. Well, our name is now a vet. Also, uh, their next uh, adjustment, quote unquote, show times that are offered through our service will vary from day to day. Meaning you can't go see a movie at seven. And every show time may not be available. We encourage you to check the Movie Pass app for show times before you <laughs> leave for the theater. <laughs> <laughs> because they may change minute to minute. That <laughs> says minute to minute? No, but oh, I'm, oh, just, God. I'm just imagining. Well, the email's bad enough. Okay. They're not done. Oh, great. Also, while our customer service team has made great strides as of late, a.k.a. admitting when we're busted. <laughs> we got caught lying. We still have a long way to go to provide the most responsive customer service experience for you. Probably. In the meantime, access to immediate support may become limited. <laughs> oh, my God. So not only are they restricting when you can go to movies and but which movies. We are not going to help you. <laughs> We're only going to help you during certain times. Yes. Love it. However, this is great. We are working to prioritize. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> we are working to prioritize the requests of members who are currently at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
It's like, that's like a hospital saying, we'll help the people in triage. Right. It's like, I'm already here. I'm in the room. Right. It's like, great, so we'll help you. We've decided to help you. It's like, you admitted me already. Right. Uh, as well uh. as focus our resources on fixing glitches and bugs with the app was wait it was so i guess it was a glitch in the app that they didn't pay back their vc funders five million dollars sure glitch sure also lastly we have decided that we would like to be as transparent as we can (laughs) amazing with these changes and any future changes so much like this we will be letting you know as soon as we have already made them. <laughs> Love, MoviePass. <laughs> P.S. We're changing our name to Flickster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that is just the fucking... That sounds like a death rattle. That is crazy. I love that the email was, we're so sorry. Don't forget how awesome we are. Here's a whole You're lot of fucked. shitty things <laughs> that we're about. There wasn't one of those that's like, we're increasing the number of, or we're decreasing the price on this. We're no. increasing the number oh, of times you can tell see you. a movie. I forgot to tell you. They're increasing the monthly price. They are? To fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> so we're going to offer you way less, and we're going to charge you $5 more a month, including the people who already have subscriptions and you have to you can't see as many movies you can't see them multiple times and we're going to take away the peak times also we may or may not help you <laughs> right if you have a problem man movie pass you killing it <laughs> fucking killing it and by it, it we mean yourself yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. fucking <laughs> killing yourself <laughs> wow yeah i have see and you know this i've been on the edge with movie pass for like a year sure. now kind of glad i didn't take the jump well at this i mean point. to but be then fair again, it was contract free, and I enjoyed yeah. the fuck out of it, and is probably well, why they're going out of business. Because I saw yeah. a ridiculous amount of movies. Well, that's the thing about movie about that model. It's and what they did is they basically used the um, the gym business model. Sure, like the it, like a curves or a twenty four hour fitness or a a Gold's Gym. They used that model of a subscription service. The problem is. They're like, how many people are really gonna go see movies? That's that was the that was the <laughs> failed assumption because with the gym, turns they, out they know everyone. Yeah, they know with a gym membership, oh, we'll sign up a hundred people, and only ten people will come back. For, oh, for sure. Or you know, maybe over time, absolutely. On average. But the movie pass is like, oh, I bet this will charge this, and then people won't use it as much as they think they will. And the society was like, fuck that, we're using this all the. Fucking what time. they didn't appreciate or understand was America's love of a coupon. We love <laughs> me some coupons and some I movies. I love coupons and saving money. Yeah. And if I can get something for free, which is basically what you're offering, you're offering me unlimited movies a month for the price of one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go see use it. every movie as much as possible. I told you when I was seeing it, I was abusing the shit out of it. I was like, I'm going to see movies I don't even want to see, and I'm fucking leaving it yeah. if I don't like it. I was just about to bring that up. That's one of my favorite stories is you're like, oh, I saw this movie. I forget what it was. It was like Peter Rabbit yeah. probably. And I was like, why? And you're like, I don't know. I just was there and saw it, and I left 10 minutes in. I was like, really? He's like, didn't even feel bad about it. Yeah, because I don't fucking care because I, I have a movie pass. Exactly. And that movie pass is why you're going out of business. Yeah, you're welcome. 
So, so wow, that's amazing. AMC stubs, here I come. Yeah, seriously. To wreck your business model. <laughs> here we're coming. <laughs> I mean, man. The thing about AMC, though, is their model will work better because I'm going to spend money on food when I'm there, most likely, and that's where I end sure. up spending 20 or $30. Well, I will say— MoviePass doesn't get any of the concessions. Another thing that's just crazy to me, outside of just the concept of MoviePass and what's going on, What's crazy is I can't remember the last time that I have seen a company so publicly take a shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really just fucking take one on the chin in front of everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Usually Pepsi. they'll, like, quietly kind of peter out. Sure. But this is, like, they, they're like the fucking Black Knight in Monty Python's Holy Grail. <laughs> like, people are just fucking, like, chopping limbs off, and they're like, we're fine. <laughs> Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> And they're like, no, you are literally just a fucking head and torso. Like, you have no legs. And they're like, oh, I'm we're fine. Con- we're it's going fine. to continue to grow our service. <laughs> we're going to get better. We're going to be the biggest movie service around. Cut off an arm. We're going to be removing peak times. Quonk. Please, I would love to see somebody make a fucking meme of just the Black Knight with the fucking movie pass logo as a head under I'll the do helmet. It. Do it. I'll, we'll put make it on it and everywhere. Yeah. Because that is that's legitimately amazing. what's happening. Well, and that's another problem is that MoviePass, I really don't think that – and they'll say they were. And, and, and I believe them to a degree because a lot of MoviePass came out of Netflix, didn't it? Yeah, the, the core, like Reed, one of their, I think Reed their Hastings, their CEO, like, I don't think it's helped. Reed, it's, it's Mitch, whatever his name is, oh, right. the guy or whatever. Sure. But yes, he helped found Netflix. That, yes, great. So they will say and have a track record of loving movies. But the decisions they make, I don't like the unlimited movies for one price. That's a movie lover, like calling card, Sure, but it's not sustainable as a business. The other side of, of it is, Everybody knows that theaters make a majority of their profit on concessions. Sure. So that's the one thing that MoviePass has no access to. So, of course, the thing that makes the only profit in the industry is the one thing you're cutting out. Right. It's going to be an uphill battle to get profit, and you didn't have a good plan. Sure. It's just it's just that simple. It's crazy. So that is actually a perfect segue into... Is it? Tonight's discussion topic, and here's how. Because we're talking about theaters and oh. theatrical runs That's right? and television shows that have made the leap from the small to big screen prior to yeah. movie pass. I, and, so you know, I didn't see any of them is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I was happy when you suggested this topic primarily because a lot of news coming out lately – has been around these types. Sure. Of, of, I mean, we've got the Rugrats Absolutely. movie coming out. We've got a new Charlie's Angels coming out. Which, can I say how kind of shocked by the casting of that movie I am? Uh, it's got, what's her name Kristen in it? Stewart. Yeah. That one, that seems like a weird choice for her, given that, you know, like, her movie is, like, Personal Shopper. And, like, the ones that she's been doing, like, that Guantanamo Bay movie. Sure. It's, it seems like a weird choice for her. Now, the Naomi Scott... She's kind of blowing up. Are you aware of who yes. Naomi Scott is? She's, Her I'm fine with. She's yeah. gonna. She was in the new Power Rangers reboot. Mm-hmm. She played the Pink Ranger. No, Yellow Ranger. I think. Yeah, the Yellow Ranger. Uh, no, she was maybe the Pink Wait, Ranger. Wait, the Yellow Ranger was the one that was kind of a lesbian. That was the Yellow Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was Becky G. Okay, so no, it's it's Pink Ranger. So she's then was, right. Yeah. Um, but she's also gonna play Jasmine. 
yes, in the I did Aladdin hear I did hear uh, live action reboot. But yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like, here's my only question: Is it directed by McG? It is McNaught. Okay, then I'm actually kind of fine with then it. Then you're totally point. into it. Oh, not into it, but fine with it. I'm trying to think, uh, or I'm trying to find any information about it, but I can't. All I knew is that I saw that Naomi and Kristen Stewart were hired um, to cast as two of the female leads. Yes. And I thought the Kristen Stewart casting was weird. Not that I don't think she can do it. I think she's a fine actress. Um, it's just weird. It just doesn't seem to fit. But it, who knows? It is weird. But Oh, and I, that's right. Elizabeth Banks is oh, directing right. this. That's right. That was the crazy part because I was like, Oh, I was reading that article. I was like, oh, interesting. And then, I was, and then it was like directed by Elizabeth Banks. And I was like, wait, what? Jumping from the Pitch Perfect series right into action. And she was in Power Rangers. That's true. With Naomi Scott. She was fucking Rita Repulsa. Maybe that's where the idea came from. Is they're hanging out at the crafts table. And then she's like, you know, eating uh, a churro through her Rita Repulsa. Uh, makeup. I don't know how if that's. How it was you do just it. her normal face. And, and then Naomi <laughs> with makeup on it. And then Naomi was sitting there, you know, eating eating a donut. And they're like, you know what would be really, you know, what show I miss? And they're like, what? And like Charlie's Angels. And she's like, fuck yeah, like we should make it. And they're like probably. That's not how that conversation happened, but it could have been. Can I right now com- campaign campaign? Can I right now campaign? <laughs> For the high five guys to in unison play Bosley. I would love it if just both our voices were coming through the box. <laughs> at the same fucking just, time. Well, maybe a little off. But just in stereo. Ooh, they could develop a new sound. So in the theater, you've got us both there saying the same thing, but at the same time, but out of different speakers so in the here, theater. Let's, let's practice right now. So okay. our line would be, good morning, angels. All right, you ready? So on on, uh, on five. five. High five. Four, three, two, one good, good morning. morning angels good morning angels <laughs> perfect. see perfect nailed Fucking it nailed it they call us one take high five for a reason that's right it's not because we don't edit <laughs> nope not. <laughs> it's not because of that at all uh but that's that's just one yeah like you said of the reboots we've got a live action rugrats which, movie which they have <laughs> given no details on yet which has led to Wild speculation from us. Of, exactly. Just us sitting around for hours at Wildly a time. Wildly speculating about Rugrats. Wondering, like, how, what, to what level of live action? Are we talking, this is going to be like baby geniuses where they have real babies playing the characters with like, like CGI faces? Oh, that, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> or one. are we talking live action environments with CGI'd characters? So, like, the parents or the adults and the babies are all CGI? Or are we talking another side of the Uncanny Valley and having real-life parents but with weird CGI cartoon babies? Like a weird Roger Rabbit type (laughs) of situation? Honestly, out of all three of those options, I'd kind of be most fine with the Roger Rabbit version. I would be most fine, honestly, with live-action set environment with fully CG parents People? and babies i can get on i can get on board for that now do we know is um is daily coming back is e daily coming back eg for, daily yeah is she tommy coming? oh yeah okay great i hope she plays it in in character now she's the one around on the ground the one i'm curious about is they're gonna have to recast chucky finster oh uh because uh, um i can't remember Ka- her Kavanaugh? name. kavanaugh yeah christine kavanaugh yeah that's it 
passed away. Yes. Unfortunately, which yes. is very sad. But, but I mean, they, they can, I'm sure they won't have a problem. It's a voice cast. So, you know, all right. All right. That sounds bad. It does. But I mean, RIP, like it's not, I'm not happy that sure. she's not going to be able to yeah. be a part of it, but it's not going to like torpedo this production. Is but that is, that is an interesting thing. Well, I mean, right now we're in this weird like period of nostalgia porn. Right. So right. like everything that you can exploit from somebody's past, even right. if it was only like 10 years ago, they're like, let's do it. Right. Hey, remember this? Here it is again. Now, here's a question for you. Sure. And I actually don't know the answer to this. I had heard rumor, mm-hmm. pray tell ah. of rumor, Ooh. that they were thinking of making a Nicktoons universe. I, you know what? I heard about that too. I don't know that anything ever came of that. Is this coming of that? Is this the kickoff? Like, is this their The Mummy? Ooh, like a <laughs> weird. Like the what was it Universal Dark? Yeah, the, what uni- it's called. the Dark Universe. Yeah. So what would this be? The Nicktooniverse? Yeah. Then it would have to be the Nicktooniverse. It has to be. Like they've oh. been talking about doing it. I thought they were going to do one well, did movie, you, did you a la ever, Lego Movie. Did you ever see those live action Fairly Odd Parents movies? Yes. Starring, uh, is it Drake Bell? Yes. I'm pretty sure he played Timmy Turner. Yeah. Uh, they were weird. They, they are – it's always weird when you bring a cartoon into real life. Sure. Which is why I kind of hope it's the mix. <laughs> For Rugrats? But with I, it being – Give me a real wallaby playing <laughs> fucking Rocco, and oh. I am in. Oh. Well, yeah, a trained wallaby, of course. Well, no, just an untrained – Just a rabid just wallaby with a shirt. Not even talking. The give me a makes... fully silent Rocco's <laughs> Modern Life gritty real reboot. You know what? I want a David Lynch rabbits style <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life where it's just a room and every now and then a wallaby, a dog, and a yep. cow wander through. I got you beat. I want a fucking Wes Anderson stop motion <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life reboot. Uh, you know what? Okay. I-, I have to take a step back. Isle of Wallabies. <laughs> I-, I like that a lot. The fantastic I- Mr. Heifer. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's take a step back. I actually think... Doug would be better for a Wes Anderson movie because oh it's character-driven be and introspective, and, w- and then it could just be like a pan, like like a Rushmore, like imagine Rushmore with the Doug characters. So what we could have is obviously we could have Doug, uh, just contemplating life with a lot of quirky music behind him. Uh, I imagine that uh, Edward Norton would somehow play. Uh, maybe he's Roger. Maybe Edward Norton is Roger. That would be that would Ooh. be cool. Complete um, with uh, rewriting the script and everything. Yeah. Adrian Brody could be uh, could be Skeeter. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I am into this. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum could be Mr. Dink. Oh, he would have to be. Um, and then I think Owen Wilson probably would be Doug. You just have to shave his hair. Wow. 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 I'm Doug. Wow. Where's wow. that nematode? Wow. <laughs> Banging on a trash can. Wow. Wow. Ooh, who would be the Beats? Uh, I think we would just probably get... Like, what current band would be the Beats? You know what? You've got kids that are more in tune with current bands. I would say Kids, five tell us. of summer. Tweet, tweet, a, tweet into us and tell us who would play the Beats. Could, um... Tweet at hi number five the podcast. Could, uh... What's, um... What's that redheaded guy from Britain's name? <laughs> I don't fucking know. That's oh, such Ed a, Sheeran. That's such a weird... Ed, Ed Sheeran plays every beat. Into it. 100%. Yeah, that's and it that would works. sound all like lullaby and weird. Yeah. But, so to answer your question, I don't know what's happening with the Nicktooniverse. That was actually your fucking question. I know. 
Um, so we've got those. Now, we have other adaptations that are a little more uh, tangential, shall we say? Not sure. necessarily considered a direct adaptation. So I would say that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is an adaptation. Well, because, yeah, that the was popular. C- the TV series came before the live-action movies. Now, are we going back to say, well, that was based on a comic book? Or are uh, we being that nah. shitty about it? No. Nah. So okay. I'd even go Batman. Yeah. Well, I have a couple Batmans on the list that I thought of because Batman 66 is a direct Oh, it is. Pull from the show. Direct. Absolutely. Same actors, same theme, same everything. Yep. But then with the exception of uh Catwoman. Sure. Um and but then Batman Mask of the Phantasm is a direct movie of Batman of the animated, animated series. series. And that's a great and fucking movie. Both really great. Yep. So I had both of those on my list of hey, these are ones I've thought of. But you also have the Adams Family. You do. Adams Family was a great television series before it became a movie. Which I yeah, I have Adams Family on my list. Um you know one that I had forgotten of that just keeps jumping out at me when What's I think that? about this now is The Fugitive. Oh, that's right. The Fugitive was and it? Mission Impossible. That's were totally TV right. Shows. Now, Mission Impossible, I was aware of. The Fugitive yeah. was one that I was, it was not on my radar of shows. Um, so I wasn't really as into that. But you've even got things like Twin Peaks and oh, Fire yeah. Walk with Me. Fire Walk with Me. Um, you've got The Twilight Zone. Had the, Twilight the Twilight Zone, Zone movie, movie was real good. Now, that one is interesting because the Twilight Zone movie was just redoings of sure of the uh, of sketches that had already been on the Which show. Which I don't even know that there you could get a better example of people just going, uh, "Okay, w- let's yeah. do this TV series, yeah. but in the theater." That's almost more on the nose, like different actors and in color on a big screen. Right. Go. <laughs> exactly. You saw something on the wing. He saw something on the wing. We all saw something on the wing. Get it on the screen. <laughs> Put it in the theater. <laughs> keep movie pass away. <laughs> um, but I mean, you've even got even weirder fare like Veggie Tales. Yeah, Veggie, Veggie Tales, Tales has a couple a of movies. Television show, then made the jump to movies. You've got crowdfunded movies mm-hmm. like Veronica Mars. Oh, I was about to say Veronica Mars was one of those. Community hasn't happened yet, but we can still cross. Our we can hope for it. Um, I mean, there's even bigger. Okay. Let me ask. Let me ask this question because uh-huh. I had two or three on my list that met this qualification, not in the top five, but just to talk about. Sure. How do we feel about movies from sketches within a show, like Coneheads, Blues Brothers, Wayne's World, that um, all come from Saturday Night Live? That Saturday Night Live had like twenty of these movies. Sure. There's like you know, Good Stu- Burger would even count for Good, all that. Yeah, Good Burger. Well, yeah, Good Burger for all that. Um, Stewart saves his family. Um, yeah, it was Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley. Uh, the already, Ladies' Man. Uh, yeah. Superstar. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. Uh, Wayne's World. Uh, yeah. Coneheads. So, are we counting those? I would this? say why not. I mean, not. There's not many of them. That I don't know that great. I'd put them like. I don't know if they'll make the list when we make the list, the but old, we'd World have to Blues acknowledge Brothers them. Are the only two that I would say are up to snuff. Sure. Now. Blues Brothers is hard because I feel like it started out as a skit, mm-hmm. but it has, it has become so much more than a skit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They have they became a real blues they band. They did. You know what I mean? Which could go to its credit of saying how good the adaptation was. I mean, that is that is very true. You have a very good point. I'd be interested to see when we really dig into that debate yeah. where that kind of lies. But I do have a question for you, which is Looking through these lists and like we were talking about this, I, I find that there's not a lot of amazing television series to movie adaptations. 
Less so than I remember when we had our talk about movies that have become TV oh, right. series. We talked forever Some, about that. Somehow I feel like movies oftentimes translate better to television series than when right. they try to take a television series and adapt it into a movie. And my question is, what do you think what do you think the reason for that is? Why do you think that it's harder to is it because the like a series has so much to kind of distill into one potential story. I really think that's it. I, I, I you know, and I'm not, you know, not a sociology professor. Sure. But I, I when I look Wait, at whoa, it, whoa, whoa, you're not. I don't tell. You me were hired into High Five on the grounds that you were a boat. You showed me a degree. People lie on their resumes. You should have known that degree wasn't for me because it had someone else's name on it. Oh, God damn it. When you asked me... Fooled again. When you asked me who Buster Johnson was and I said, another name I go by, you should have figured that out. But I'm here now. That's all we have to worry about. To answer your question, I, I really think it comes down to scale. Is no matter what we're doing, unless it's written for the medium of film, it's tough to get through every element of a rich Full, beautiful story in 90 minutes to two hours. So you're saying it's harder to scale up than it is to scale down? I think it's I think it's easier to scale up. Okay. Like I think it's easier to go from a movie to a television show because you can take characters and side stories and blow those up. And you can add characters and blow those up. And you can sure. go into the nuances. So, you know, for let's take something like uh like the X Files, for instance. Perfect. The X-Files had a rough – they had two movies. Sure. One of them, the second one, is abysmally bad. I think it's called I Want to Believe. Sure. Abysmally bad. The first one is – Fine. Okay. It's fine. What most of the time happens, especially using X-Files as our example, is X-Files is a show that is based around a gigantic mystery. Sure. Sort of like we try to make a movie out of Lost. So there's a gigantic mystery at the center of it, but it's sort of a case of the week type of show. Sure. So when you make a movie from that base and the show still has to continue, you basically are just making a long episodic f piece. Sure. And so I think for that purpose, it never can scale to the amount that we want in the cinema. But if you try to take it too far out of the way, then you lose the heart of the show. Like, That's you know, we, we, we talked earlier about The Twilight Zone, and you say the reason it works so well as a movie is it took great segments and then just made them more cinematic. We added bigger actors. We added bigger budgets. We killed someone with a helicopter. You know, the whole thing. Sure. Um, but things like – I mean, I keep going back to The X-Files, but, you know, I almost wanted to say 21 Jump Street, but that changed the genre right. entirely. You know, some of the, the not-as-great ones, let's right. put it that way – I think just try to be an episode of that show as opposed to truly exploring what that world We'll say Veronica like. Mars. Yeah. Veronica okay. Mars, same thing. Not yes. a great movie. No. That I show like Bell. didn't I really lend itself, I don't think, to a movie. I don't mm. think it was necessary. Now I understand that they brought that one back because the show ended without tying up sure. some loose ends. And I definitely feel like some, a lot of, or not a lot of, but some of these movies were birthed out of the fact that their shows got killed too soon. Mm -hmm. One that I'll bring up as a representation is Serenity. Oh, right. The Firefly. A continuation of Firefly. Yeah. 
that movie I feel like was birthed out of the need to satisfy the fans sure. who followed the very short-lived 13-episode series, right. but the series ended without any sort of resolution right. for any of the characters. Well, I mean, honestly, that theory or that line of thinking can be applied to most of the Saturday Night Live movies. Sure. Like Night at the Roxbury, Coneheads, um, Stuart Saves His Family, all Ladies Man. Those were birthed from three to six minute long sketches. And it's it's hard to have enough wealth of character or story sure. to expand a six minute sketch into a movie that sustains a three arc structure with growth and lessons and the things you need in a movie so, that you don't really need in a, an episode or a segment of a television show. So we've talked about so far a couple different kinds of adaptations. Mm-hmm. We've talked about an adaptation where the show continues concurrently with the movie. Right. And therefore, you're basically getting getting an extended theatrical episode. Yep. We've also talked about ones that wrap up maybe loose ends. Right. And we've talked about ones that expand on something that had the seed of the idea was only a few minutes or what have you. So I have a question. What about when movies... What do you think the deal is with movies making the jump that were your Charlie's Angels, your Starsky and Hutch, um, where they took a series or a show that was not a comedy, uh-huh. and they decide and Twenty One Jump 20, Street. Yeah, I was about to say Twenty One Jump Street, and did they that. decided that its movie version or the movie counterpart would totally change the genre in which the show takes place in, almost just becoming parody right of itself i i personally don't have a problem with people doing that sure um among the examples that we've listed you know 21 jump street i think does it well i think they're the most successful they are the the cream of the crop when you're looking at that and i really think it is because phil lord and chris miller were behind sure it's just they have a unique voice to be able to do that um scarsky and hutch was watchable it was fine uh, and then Charlie's Angels was a Mick G movie, so it was it was garbage. Garbage. Um, I really think that. But you've even got Chips, <laughs> right? That which, came out was like a dumped direct to I, DVD. Man, I think I really liked. Um, no, Dax Shepard. I went in the th- it went in the theaters. and my and uh and Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Uh, Kristen Bell. There's a lot of famous people and a lot of really good people in it. We watched it. It's just not very. Wait, good. is it Michael Pena? It is. I watched it. I can okay. tell you for. I thought fact. it was. It, it's not Jay Hernandez. No, it's Michael Pena. Jay Hern- What's Jay Hernandez? Oh, uh, he's. Oh, doing... he's Suicide Squad. Yeah, got it. He's okay. he's uh, the different. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, I really think with those properties, I think any of those properties could have worked. Um, the when you're changing a genre, I really think it has all to do with the attitude that you're bringing it in. Like I think Charlie's Angels and Starsky and Hutch got made because. The actors who were involved in them and the studios recognized, A, the nostalgia for them, and and B, the money-making possibility. And then I think just some people, uh, Ben Stiller in particular, I think I read this. I don't want to misquote him, but he just really liked that show. Sure. So he heard this project was in the works, and he kind of fought for it to get made. Oh, another one of those, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. That yeah. was one that was uh, Johnny straight up one. comedy. Yeah. And um, Sean William Scott. Yep. I just think... Well, I mean, Dukes of Hazard was a comedy in TV. 
Yeah, but it this was, was a way yeah. more just sure slapstick comedy. Agreed. Um, and and we kind of had the same type of thing with Starsky and Hutch. Is it was quirky and Chips definitely was like quirky and funny, but it the show leaned on the drama side and the movie doubled down on the comedy. So do you think? I, I know for a while, and I I don't want to misquote this, but I I could have sworn that I remembered that um, who was the guy that did. Uh, the gray, the director. Liam. Yeah, he also did Smoke and Aces. Oh, um, oh shit. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember his uh, name. No, um, keep talking. I'll, okay. It'll come to me as you're talking. Um, so, but that I I thought that he was at some point working on a gritty reboot of Starsky and Hutch. That Carnahan. was yeah, Joe, Joe Carnahan. Carnahan. He did do the gray, right? He did. He did the gray. He also did. Um, he wrote the A Team. Oh, that's right. Oh, reboot. which is, and you know what? That is one that didn't become flat out comedy. That was yeah. more in line with the show. That was kind of a straightforward. It did have comedy, right? But it was a straightforward action movie. I see, and I rem- I remember sort of liking Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. What about the A Team? It's all right. Who was in that? Bradley Cooper, Bradley Coop. Liam Neeson. Yep. Who was Mr. T? Was it, I uh, mean, who was uh, B.A. Barakas? Was it Kimbo Slice? It was a wrestler or a, a UFC fighter. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh, and on. then a uh, fucking dude from District 9. Oh, right. Oh, man. That movie uh, was weird. What a uh, weird movie. I need to watch that again. Jessica Biel was in it. Totally it was uh, Rampage Jackson. Ah, uh, that was it. That was who it was. And then um, Patrick Wilson. What a fucking weird movie that was. I mean, that movie wasn't the worst. It wasn't very great either. Um, It sort of is... But that's a movie that didn't try to lean into the comedy aspect. They tried to do something that's a little more true to the show. Do you think that that's a problem? Do you think trying to do like a real-world adaptation of some of these... No... I don't have a problem with it. I mean, and really, this is going to be a dumb answer, and I hate to say it like this, but it really just depends on the movie. I would because if you have a good writer behind it with good directors, and they all align on the vision for what that show is going to be in movie form. Sure. Then you get something like Twenty One Jump Street, and it's great, and it's new, and it's funny, and it's unexpected. But a lot of times, it's just, hey, let's you know, let's. Uh, this is really popular. There's a big nostalgia for. You know, Starsky and Hutch. We got Ben Stiller behind it, so we, you know, we're gonna have a big name. We can make a lot of money on this. Sure. And I really think that you know, let's get some studio writers on it. Let's just push those, you know, push those out. And I really think that's what what burns people down about. Oh my God! It's our favorite time, Jay. It is, yay! It is time for the Jenna Jabber. Hi, I'm Jenna Von Oy. Jenna. Jenna. Jabber. Jenna. If you grew up in the 90s, then you probably recognize Jenna Von Oy, and you're freaking out right now. Jenna. Oh, Jenna. Jenna. Jenna, Jenna. Jenna, Jenna. Jenna. Jenna, 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 Jenna. Wait, wait, wait. Jenna, Jenna. Are you talking about Jenna Von Oy? Oh. Like, yeah. Author of Situation Momity. And. Situation Momedy, a very special episode in Toddlerdom. Which great title, by the way. Also uh, available on Amazon. Check them out. Amazing books. Jenna Von Oy of Blossom fame? Uh, yeah. Jenna Von Oy 
country music singer. All of those and more. And more. Jenna Von Oy, director of Gritty Blossom Reboot. Oh, I heard about this news and I was super excited. Jenna, we know that you have no involvement yet in our unplanned Gritty Blossom Reboot. But, but we're announcing it right now. You are directing it. We would like you to direct it. Um, we're not going to let you see the script until uh, first day of shooting. Because it's going to be fantastic. So we want you on board for Gritty Blossom Reboot. And what we mean by that is... Is that what it's going to be called? Gritty we're Blossom Reboot. We're still working reboot. on the title, but... No, it's Gritty Ro- Blossom Reboot. <laughs> gritty Blossom Reboot. <laughs> uh, six Feet Under, A Blossom Story. <laughs> six Feet Under... A blossom story. See? Blossom grows out of the ground. Nailed it. Yeah. Okay. So we're all on board for that. Yeah, but you six. Oh, I know. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Oh, my God. So I'm just still unpacking that joke. That was just. Jenna's going to love it. Uh Uh-huh. And so we're going to bring you on board, and this is where Blossom starts a cult. That's right. And it's a very special movie. It's a hat cult. It's a hat cult. It's called The the Cult of Person Haberdashery. The word haberdashery is never going to get old in this segment. I fucking love haberdasheries. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jenna, we want you on board for our Gritty Blossom reboot. And if you have a better title for the name, please tweet it at us. Actually, everyone listening, if you have a good title for the Gritty Blossom reboot movie, please tweet it at Jenna Vonoy so she can let us know. Yes. Um, that, that Twitter handle is at Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, uh-huh. Von, V-O-N, yep. Oy, O-Y. Yes. Tweet at her the the titles of Gritty Blossom Reboot, hashtag Gritty Blossom. Also, tweet at her your reviews of I Feel Pretty. Right. Also, tweet at her action figures that look like Jason Marsden. Right, great. As well as pictures of your hair. Also. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Jenna, re- just reach out to Jason Marsden and ask about him. That's what I was going to say. Chili recipe. And Jenna, tweet at Jason Marsden. <laughs> All of the things that you great. get tweeted. It's so just, it's just we're gonna. It's a tweet circle. It is, and it's gonna be we're lovely and great. So can um, you give me her uh, her information so that bet. people so can reach out to her? Please. If you're on Twitter, it's at Jenna Vonoy. Uh-huh. If you're on Instagram, it's the same thing. Now on Facebook, you have to search it out, and it's a page, and it's a, it's the only real Jenna Vonoy page. Exclamation! That's what it's called. So go on, follow her. Find find uh, her stuff everywhere, and then go on Amazon and buy Situation Momity and the sequel. You won't be disappointed, especially if you have kids. It's a parenting guide, so, I mean, you, you can read it if you don't have kids. But it's really going to benefit you if you have kids. <laughs> it helps. Like, it helps it, to have kids. It's it's a big credential. Sure. Yeah. Prereq. Uh, it's a big prereq. So we've given out all that. Uh, Jenna, follow us. Yeah, please. <laughs> at High Five the Podcast. We love you. Um, And, uh, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. I that, love it. That, that felt good. It did. That is the cap to the Jenna Jabber. I love it. All right. So speaking of caps to things, yeah, it's time to cap this fucking episode. We have talked a lot about these TV shows that are made into movies. We've listed a whole bunch. I think at this point, it's all just noise floating around in people's heads. Q, what <laughs> in the world are people to do with all of these things that we've already talked about? How in the world can they distill this down? To walk away from this with an opinion. Well, the only way to have a brand new and correct opinion on what movies are the best television show to movie adaptations is by listening to the list. Is this where we do the list? This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. List. 
So, it's time to make the list. It Once is. again. Now, this one's going to be a bit different because so far, we've talked about a lot of these movies. Yeah. And we haven't even named all of the ones that I would consider uh, that I would consider for us to at least discuss. Sure. So, we, we've talked about Adam's Family, which is a huge one. We've talked about... Um, you know, Mission Impossibles and The Fugitives. But here's some that I just want to throw out and get in the zeitgeist of our brains before we start narrowing down. Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go, which apparently is awesome. That's I what I've heard. So effing bad. That is what I've heard. I can admit I have not seen the series. You know, we watched about five or six episodes of the first season. Uh-huh. Um, I liked those. Sure. So I am all for it. It's There's a lot of meta humor in it, which I dig. Honestly, if Teen Titans Go was directed by... Lord Miller, it might be the best TV show ever. <laughs> Amazing. Like, it's got great it animation. It feels like that wheelhouse. Yeah, it's got great animation. The characters feel lived in. But if Lord Miller were able to play with the DC universe the way they played with, you know, our Legos hearts. and our hearts uh, or things they did on Clone High, then it would it might be the best kid show ever. Into it. Um, so I definitely want to see that one. Um, South Park. Oh, bigger, bigger longer, longer uncut. uncut. We haven't mentioned Star Trek, any of them. Ah. Uh. Uh, Good what, point. What about Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Ooh. Like, very, see, very that good. one's there. Jackass the movie? Nah. Beavis and Butthead do America? Nah. Oh, come on. Beavis and Butthead's great. So, here's one Here's one that, that uh, might have been flown under the radar. The Naked Gun. Oh, that's right. Police Squad. It's from Police Squad. That's The original title is Naked Gun colon from the files of Police Squad. That's right. I forgot about that. So, again, there's a, there's a lot of these. I am so into Pee-wee's. I totally forgot about right? that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because Pee-wee's more of a brand or a character at this point. Sure. But it did all start from that show. You're right. It did start from Pee-wee's Playhouse. And Paul Root and that, just that character from Paul Root. And, you know, we've got Batman 66. Very Batman true. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Um, Shit. I mean, there's, there's a lot. And honestly, when we, for things like Mission Impossible, let's, yeah. let's think about Mission Impossible for a second. There are six of those now. Sure. Like three or four of them have been spectacular. Yes. Are we judging the entire series or just that first one? I would say not even the first. We can just pick one. Okay. <laughs> just so like Mission Impossible 3, best adaptation of real, a television series. Real good. Uh, no, I don't think we can do that. I think we have to eliminate it. We either accept the series as a whole or not or, at all. Or not at all. Okay. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm going to fight pretty hard for The Fugitive to be near the top. Okay. I think The Fugitive was one that now it's almost replaced the TV show and the zeitgeist of people's sure. minds. Um, and that movie is wonderful. I it's will wonderful. totally be on board with that. Um, the only reason I would keep it from the top two is because it has so replaced the TV show in the cultural zeitgeist that a lot of people wouldn't even recognize right. it as a TV show. And I feel like... There has to be some sort of like synonymousness. Yes, with okay. it was also a television show. I'm I'm actually fine with that. So so I would say three? a solid number three. Let's do it for the fugitive. Uh, so what would you say of the list that we've said would go above? Like Adam's family. I would say. Like two, I, I would four. say Adam's family is probably going to be four. Okay. I, I like it. Um. Man, this is going to be a stretch, and you may not be 100% on board with this, but I would fight for, like, Batman 66 to be too... Mainly because it is such a direct 
jump kind of with Batman Mask of the Phantasm? I if we're going to do a Batman, I would probably say 66. Okay. Now Man, it's tough though because part of me just on cultural impact alone, Batman 66, you know, inspired a love of like TV and cinema Batmans. Sure. You know, inspired. I mean, it was still the first theatrical Batman. Right. And then I know Tim Burton loved that one. Sure. And it, his movies weren't based off that one, but probably wouldn't exist if that one Without didn't. that. Let's put a pin in it. I, okay. I That one's on the list, but I don't know two. That's totally fair. Five. I feel like. some others down. I feel like Star Trek has to be on there. It, uh, oh, like just the series as a whole. Just the yeah. series as a whole. That is one of the most successful movie franchises uh, spurned out of one of the most successful TV franchises ever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me... I mean, you've had reboots, you've had all sorts of shit, and Star Trek has survived all of it. I I would sort of want to put Star Trek up near two. I, I'm okay with that. And then I would say, would you rather put... Batman 66 between the fugitive and Adam's family, or would you rather push everything down? I, I personally think the fugitive has more cultural and top of mind holding power than Batman 66. Like <laughs> cultural. Okay. What I mean by that is if you ask a hundred people, if they've seen the fugitive, yeah. I think you'll get a higher number of people that have seen that than Batman 66, or even know that that's a movie. Outside of this room, I'm trying to be honest. I know, about this. I know, I know. I'm trying to think, and it depends because on because I don't know. People. Because I, I was about to say, I don't know that anybody younger than our demographic has seen The Fugitive. I mean, maybe I am pulling some personal. You know what some I'm saying? Like thoughts into that. I don't feel like The Fugitive is something that people like kids today are normally just running around being like, "Yo, have you seen fucking Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive? That shit is fucking wicked tight, or whatever A kids say that." Harrison Ford is so on fleek. He is in the fucking bomb.com and a bag of chips. <laughs> I and and it and it pains me to say it. I'm just trying to think of it, you know, non-biasedly. Sure. But they're still releasing animated DC movies about Batman 66. That's true. We did have that the came one out that came out like last year. year. They they put out two of them. So what if we put Batman sixty six as three, and then Fugitive is four, and Adam's Family? I is feel five? like that would be more honestly representative. Okay, let's do it. Batman, so, I'm, I'm making notes. So five, we've got what? Uh, the Adam's Family. I don't know if I want Adam's Family or if I want Pee Wee. I know that's going to be tough. Well, let's go through what we have now. Okay. Let's fluctuate. All right, this, fuck, this what's is our the number? Process. What's going to beat Star Trek? I almost want to say Mission Impossible, even though I, I'm not sure. I personally feel great about that. But just given how gigantic they have been, and how big the show was, and then the dun 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 yeah dun, okay dun. I can say I could I could be on board with Mission Impossible being a number one. I will say for me it's tough between Star Trek and Mission Impossible, not because they're oeuvres are the best but 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 because the longevity that the i know both series have had the tv series of mission impossible is very well known well you know what the movie I'm, series is 
very well known and has has launched and died and came back. Yeah. You know what you I know mean? You know what? I even though I grew up a Star Wars guy, I almost think we should switch one and two. I think Star Wars Star Trek should be number should one. Well just because of all the things you've just mentioned, there are conventions for Star Trek. People know the languages. There have been multiple, multiple television runs. There's a new one now that's streaming only. It's got Jason Isaacs in it. There that's were, true. There, were uh, there was a run of movies and then another run of movies and then now there's a J.J. Abrams run of movies. Now there's a potential Quentin Tarantino movie in the works. I think if we're talking shows that have made the launch to the big screen and then continued that trajectory, I don't think Star Trek can be beaten on that. All right, so let's do it. Let's so, do Star Trek. Star Trek is number one. Let's do number two, Mission Impossible. For right now, we're still we're still deciding. Let's do number three. We have Batman sixty six. Batman sixty six. The Fugitive, and then Adam's Family. So that that eliminates. So we're not doing South Park was such a good one, but it didn't like launch a cultural revolution. It's just a really great sure. movie. Um, Twenty one Jump Street. No. Meh. That's okay. So basically, right now we're deciding between what should be number five, and that's either the Adams Family or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's a tough because they're both nostalgic. Yep, they're both ones I watched young. I'm gonna and go often. Adams Family. Adams well, Family had a sequel had two movies that were good. Yeah, Adams Family and Adams Family Values. That's true. Both good. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Good. Pee-wee's Big Top, whatever, not great. And the one that he made recently not for Netflix, great. not awesome. Okay. Um, so at least Adam's Family pulled it out twice. Yeah. And the show was, I think, on longer than Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, for sure. And they've tried to reboot it and all that. For okay. sure. So let me read this off and see how we feel about it. Okay. Number one, Star Trek. Yep. Number two, Mission Impossible. Yep. Number three, Batman 66. Yes. Or you can just say Batman. But Batman 66 specifically. Specifically. The Fugitive. Yep. And then The Addams Family. I like it. I, I don't hate it. I yeah, honestly I, feel like, that's it, guys. Stamp it. That is your new opinion sign, given to you by High Five the Podcast on what movies have made the most successful jump from small screen to big screen. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's yours. J. Q. Now it's time I need you to go put on this bee costume. I'm off. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast, on Twitter at high the number five the podcast, Instagram at 
High Five the Podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching High Five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Kali Ma? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.